sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. coming to stand here to say things you should know that people can play back your ball too. I have a piece of paper here I can just start to tell it you understand <laughs> hallelujah shall we pray father how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity for there you command your blessing we ask that you command your blessing through your word this afternoon. Please do not let this word return void, but let it accomplish that for which it is being sent. Holy Spirit, please help me, guide me, and use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. In Jesus' name, amen. You may sit down. I just want our sister Vivaldi, you know this third service, so relax. I want our sister Vivaldi, to lead us in the daughter shake-up. Amen. <laughs> and go along with us as she says. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. I cannot hear you. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Is there any daughter in the house? Is there any daughter in the house? Is there any son in the house? Then give the Lord a shout of praise. Are you ready to dance anyhow? Are there some crazy worshippers in the house of the Lord? Come on and give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout, give the Lord a shout, give the Lord a dance, give the Lord a shout, give the Lord a shout, give the Lord a shout of praise. Sometimes it is just good to dance. Come on, dance unto the Lord, 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 give the Lord a shout of praise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the Lord away. Give the Lord away. Give the Lord away. Give the Lord away. If I say daughter, you say I can make it. cares of carnality and we pray that we will walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh and then yesterday we talked about the marriage of the lamb has come and the wife has made herself ready so preparation 
for the lamb's banquet was something we spoke about. And then the skills of negotiation in marriage was also something we spoke about. So I pray that you'll be able to get those messages because sometimes when you come for counseling, there are so many others waiting and we don't always get the time to tell you everything. So when you listen to the messages that are preached in the house, our work becomes easier. And you yourself also have ample time spent on you by the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Amen. I want to thank God as I've done, and I want to thank my husband, the presiding bishop, because it is in his vision that I have found my vision. It's because he obeyed God and planted a church that I can also have daughter conventions in the church. So I have found my vision within his vision, and I thank God for that. Amen. I speak on many international platforms because of his obedience to God. And I thank God for his international vision has given me a vision within that vision. So God bless him and pray for your first lady to always be able to bless your bishop adequately. Amen. <laughs> I want to thank the resident bishop who always says that he taught me in law school. I know that when our mates hear it, they'll be surprised that bishops can also give testimonies that are not quite adequate. But in all these things, we are just more than conquerors. And um, I thank Bishop Adi also and their wives for their support. I'm humbled always by your presence and your support. And for all our reverends, our pastors, our lady pastors, our shepherds, and even church members. Some of you have played pivotal roles in this daughter. May Jehovah who sees in secret reward you. Our sister who has day in and out made daughter cakes without my prompting, without my asking her, and made homecoming cakes always. May the Lord surprise you pleasantly. In Jesus' name, amen. For all the wonderful singers, like Bishop Saki was saying, when Akusia was saying her lines, I said, hey, and she remembers everything. You know, and usually when somebody stuck or fits two sentences together that don't work, you know. You know, but this one, the fluidity and everything. Some of you, even the one page you read, you don't remember. So it's a gift. Amen. And uh, I want to thank all my staff also. They have done a good job. You see, daughter, you don't know. The tension in the office and the rebukes are a lot. But when we come out, we look like we are smiling and everything is okay. But it's not easy for them. So the Lord bless you. Amen. <laughs> well, we've been talking about considering. In the first service, we talked about Deuteronomy 8, 5. Consider. 
the chastening of the Lord, that it's sons or children that God chastens or disciplines. Amen. As a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. That is disciplining you. And what should be your attitude when God is disciplining you? And what are your temptations when God is disciplining you? And then in the second service, we spoke about whether the Ethiopian can change his skin or the leopard his spots. Because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that consider the things that God has made straight. Who can make them crooked? Amen. And we spoke about the fact that we need to consider these things so that there will be less ammunition and war in our relationships. Because we don't accept so many things. You want to change Kojo? You want to change Peter? You want to change your daughter Ruby? You want to change your boss? But that element of change is the work of the Holy Spirit. And you are not a personal Holy Ghost to anybody. You can be a personal assistant, whatever, but personal Holy Ghost you cannot be. So we need to accept certain things. And we learned that we need to accept the temperaments of the people in our lives. And we need to accept male and female vessels as being different vessels. Amen. And lastly, I want you to consider certain things that God says we should consider. He says that Hebrews 3 verse 1, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Christ Jesus, verse 2. Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Amen. Many times we say we are Christians, and Christians are people who follow Christ. And the word Christian was not even coined by the disciples. It's the world that looked at their lives. And their lives seemed so transformed, so power-filled, so much like the man they had been walking with and fellowshipping with, that in Antioch, they were called Christians like Christ for the first time. Amen. And the Bible is saying here that we should consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession. Christ Jesus. Amen. Now the word consider means to look carefully, to ponder thoughtfully, if you like, and to look carefully, ponder thoughtfully, and think through such that it affects your actions. Amen. How many of us know that Many things don't affect our actions in the body of Christ now. We are born again, but I don't know. It's like some cliche that you have, isn't it? I'm born again, and that's it. But God wants us to be transformed. Amen. And he says that in your walk, consider the apostle and high priest of your calling. We are all called to be Christian. As for that one, we know. So you can't say that I'm not called, isn't it? 
Okay. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Then it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, please give the NASB version of the chapter 16 verse. No, Hebrews chapter verse 18, 2 verse 18. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. The reason why God made Jesus Christ a human being was so that he could empathize and sympathize with you. Now, when people sympathize, they feel sorry for you. But when people empathize, they put yourself, they put themselves in your shoes and in your position. And that is why sometimes people will say, you, you, you walk in my shoes and see, you really know that, you know, it's because when somebody is not wearing your shoes, the person may be wearing shoes all right, but it's a different feel. And the Bible is saying that since he himself was tempted in that which he suffered, he is able to succor, to help, to support those that are tempted. And then the next verse says, Wherefore, holy brethren, consider the apostle and high priest of your profession. Now, if we are to consider Jesus and the temptations that he went through and the fact that he passed the test, it should encourage us. And when the Bible says, wherefore, it means because of this, because of the fact that he became a man like us, he was not sitting in heaven and saying that, you know, it's easy to die, just be crucified, just go to the cross. I, Christ, I'm not crucified, but you, you must crucify your flesh. So just, just take it, it will work. But he came down as man, and in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed a prayer. He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That verse has always been encouraging to me because it shows me that sometimes the will of God is a bitter pill. Sometimes life can throw things our way that we are not excited about. And Jesus Christ did not pretend that, Father, I'm so excited about this cup, if you could just hasten and give it to me to drink. He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. And sometimes, when we are going through trials, temptations, difficulties, we think that our whole world is falling apart. We think that our problems are like the sea. But if Jesus' problem was a cup, then with all due respect, yours may be a teaspoon. Or a drop, like the nasal drops and eye drops that you put in your eye. And the reason why he came is so that when you see that his own was a cup, you can have faith and encouragement that your teaspoon will work. That there's a resurrection after death. That drinking that cup should give you hope. Hallelujah. Consider the high priest and apostle of our calling. And he's a high priest because he has gone in into the Holy of Holies to make intercession 
for you and I. Sometimes you give prayer topics to prayer warriors. They don't pray. And you wonder, hey, who is praying for me? What will happen? But the Bible says we have an intercessor. Whoever liveth to make intercession for us. The Bible says he neither slumbers nor sleeps. So sometimes you, you are praying for yourself or you have slumbered fully. But the Lord who watches over us, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. What a faithful high priest. What a faithful apostle on whom we can bank our hopes. Consider the apostle. Consider the things that he went through. He was tempted like you and I. He went to the garden. He went to the wilderness. And Satan appeared. Some of you, when you are fasting, and you see Domedo, by 12 o'clock you break your fast. But Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. It's not like the fast that has come, that Bishop Saki is so nice. Fruits, and after that liquids, and some of you say soup is liquid. This is liquid. You are bargaining now. You are defining all sorts of things. But he was hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. Some of you, even one day, then you are going like that. Lady Pastor, I'm going to the mission hospital. I can't. But for 40 days and 40 nights. And it is after that that the tempter came. And when the tempter came, he knew what you would desire. When you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights... You are not desiring a CD. You are not even desiring a house. You are not desiring friendship and laughter. You are desiring food. And Satan said, If you be the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And he was in the form of man. He took upon himself the form of man. You would have said, Satan, good idea. This is a word of knowledge. How did you know that that is what I really need at this moment? I think you are anointed. In fact, I don't even think you are an evil messenger. This must be God. For God said that whatsoever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall receive them. That's what Dr. Fred Price used to say. But Jesus said, it is written. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word, not some of them, that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, when we get into our wilderness, we don't know what is written. When Satan comes, we will follow our desires. We will follow our natural inclinations. When somebody does something, the natural inclination is to hate the person. Many of us women, we don't want to be hurt again. So when somebody hurts you, that's it, you know. Somebody said to me, I had a friend. I brought the person to my bedroom always. Even if my spouse is there, we'll be chatting and things. And now this person has turned against me. My bedroom, nobody will come there again. She was just telling me a few days ago. It is finished. No matter the friendship, you dear, stay there. Come to the hall, I'll meet you. But my bedroom, never. So we have a tendency to protect ourselves when there's a temptation. But Jesus said, it is written. It is. He was the word, but he still used the word. He was the word, but he still spoke the word. Beloved, when you are tempted, consider the apostle and high priest. How did he overcome temptation? 
How did he run through a troop and leap over a wall? How did he function when everything seemed to be against him? Wilderness, you don't have anybody. You don't have any encouragement. You don't see any life. And yet, and you can turn stone into bread. It's not a problem. But that is not the purpose for which you are there. And Jesus was able to say, man, shall live by bread, but not bread alone. My big brother, when he was an unbeliever, he used to tell me, man shall live by bread alone, but not bread alone. It needs to be battered once in a while. He has changed the scripture. But Jesus says we can live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But we don't believe it. And that's why we are the way we are in our lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. When God says that, looking diligently, lest any of you fail of the grace of God, lest the root of bitterness springing up from among you trouble you and defile others. You don't believe it. You don't believe that the root of bitterness can trouble you and that it will defile others. You just leave it. But the Bible is saying that you can fail from the grace of God when the root of bitterness troubles you. So when bitterness is coming, what word will rise up in you? When rejection is coming, what word will come to you? For the Bible says, we are accepted in the beloved. But you don't know that. You don't know that. So Satan will give you a good trouncing and beating. And you will just be there because you don't know. When discouragement comes, what do you do? What do you do? Paul says that I was encouraged by the coming of Titus. He says the God of all hope will help me. How do you know that? Peter says that after you have suffered a while, the God of all grace, he will settle you, strengthen you, establish you, and perfect you. So when you are suffering, you say, oh, this one is just for a while. After that, I'll be perfected. I'll be established. I will be settled. I will be strengthened. But you don't know the word. We don't learn the scriptures so that we would have must know verses. We don't learn the scriptures so that we will pass shepherdural exams. We learn the scriptures because it is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And beloved, we are in a warfare. We are not in a Miss Ghana pageant. We are not at a party. We are not at a picnic. Ephesians 6 tells us that we wrestle not. Some of you, there's no wrestling in your life. You have worn your tennis shorts and you are okay. You are playing games. There are major games in your eyes. Amen. But the Bible says we wrestle. I believe personally that if the word of God had not sobered me at certain times, quietened me at certain times, comforted me at certain times, hey, it will not be easy in the church. Because some of you can do very some way things. And if I'm to rise in my natural capacity, it will not be easy. But the word of God speaks to you. The word of God ministers to you. And the word of God says that the battle is the Lord's and not yours. The reason why you are cantankerous and fighting about everything because you don't know that the battle is the Lord's. Every battle you take it up. 
The only property you have in this world are battles. They are yours. That's the only thing. If you make a will, you will leave us battles and fights. That's all you have. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. In that he was tempted, he's able to help us who are tempted. Don't live by banku alone. Don't live by fried rice alone. Don't live by fufu alone. Don't live by what men say. Men have limitations. You may call them the Tigo number you have called is out of recovery area. It's not the person's fault. The person is just a man. His phone is not working. Later when you see him, you say, Oh, I called you. I was in distress. Oh, I forgot to charge my phone. That is man. The Bible says, Cares to see who puts his trust in man. But the word of God, it will never fail you. So heaven and earth will pass away by his word. His word. That is your staying power. Some say, how shall I have a successful marriage? You can never create a successful marriage by yourself. But if you read the Psalms, it will tell you that it is vain for the what to wake up late to eat the bread of it, except the Lord build the house. So you will stop all your frets. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm, it doesn't depend on your efforts. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. That build, and the reason why you are laboring in vain is you don't know his promises for you. You learn all your academic things. You can tell me all the stories in daily graphic. But when it comes to the word, what is in you? When you are squeezed, what comes out? You say you are an orange. When you are squeezed, what comes out? Is it orange juice? Or ahe? How do you say ahe? That's the name. Meda, meda. What comes out of you when you are squeezed? Consider the apostle and high priest of our calling, Jesus Christ. I want us to endeavor to be women of the word. The word not to impress. The word not so that we will preach, but that the word will fashion our lives. Look, some of us battle with depression. What do you do? The Bible says he sent forth his word to heal us. And to deliver us from all our distractions. We have self-destructive tendencies. Sometimes you are depressed. And that's when you are playing. You are going deeper and deeper into the pit. But what does the Bible say? It says put on the garments of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. Don't just sit there and say, Sister Mommy, I'm so depressed. Yes. If we all allow, we all just go down under the pit. But if you can put on the garment of praise, even in your kitchen, it will change the environment. Even in the car, it will change the environment. When you just play great things, the environment changes. The garment of praise. Some of us, we do praise and worship only in the church. In our quiet times, there's no praise and worship. It's just something for public consumption. something for public consumption but if you read the bible it will say worship the lord oh come let us bow down before him for he's our maker and we are the sheep of his pasture and as you learn to do that strength comes 
Hallelujah. Consider the apostle. You say you are following Jesus. Consider his lifestyle. You say you are following Jesus. You are full of gossip, slander, church politics. And you are not following Jesus just so that you will be a nice person. But you yourself will be delivered from your distractions. You take paracetamol. You take gaviscon. You say, mm, imusu. This, that. The word of God is greater and has no side effects or contraindications and it will last through eternity. Hallelujah. It's not an academic exercise. You don't have to even memorize a whole chapter. Just take a word. The Bible, Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, chew over it over and over again. Consider day and night why that thou mayest make your own way prosperous and thou mayest have good success there's some bad success bad success is sleeping with that man so that he pays your fees bad success is sleeping with that man so that you look so successful and voluptuous it's bad success bad success is a blessing that adds sorrow with it hiv and all its uh, brothers and sisters but if you want to make your way prosperous, meditate on the word. It works. I am a living example of the grace of God and what the word of God can do. And when I tell you that the word of God can stabilize you, you are freaked out. Oh God, I've been so maltreated. I've been... Consider the high priest who was slapped and spat on and all that and he despised that shame. He just looked at the shame I despise you. You are nothing. I'll not let you rule over me. You are nothing. Hey, time. Okay. Consider the high priest an apostle of our calling. And finally, I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 3. Chapter 12, verse 3. Sorry. Chapter 12, verse 3. For consider him. That endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Consider him that endured such contradiction. You know, contradiction is for and against together. It's a contradiction, like it is yes and it is no. You don't know. You know, those of us who have been following the news, there's a contradiction. NDC, we don't know who, what, what they support, how they are going. It's a contradiction to me. You know, because some of the people I thought they were very close. Then before I know, they are at this place. And then somebody asked me, but if it were you, if you change size just now, your job would change just now. What will you do? I said, I've not thought about it. You know, but there can be contradictions. That you do good and yet you receive bad. Consider him that endured. Most of us, we don't endure. We don't last when there's contradiction in our lives. Like Jesus, you are the son of God. How can you die in such shame? It is just artists out of respect that they put a loincloth around him. But he actually died naked. Can you imagine any of your bishops dying naked? Or even not dying, but being naked. Don't imagine it. Don't even let your mind go. Amen. But he died naked, the son of God. How can you die 
And then men have such power over you and you say you are the son of God. It's a contradiction. You say you can call down things from heaven. This can happen, this can happen. And then we can slap you. Ah, what type of Lord are you? We can slap you. We can put a sword here. We ask you a question. You can't say anything. You have become feeble. The Bible says, as the sheep before his shares is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He couldn't say anything. So you look at that and say, ah, my God has become very weak. But, and I think that may have affected Judas's faith. You know, you can do so many things. You can even walk through walls. And when people are coming for you, you just stand there and allow them to kill you because of a divine purpose. He healed, he, he went to the temple and he spoke. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And when he finished, people said, wow, great word. But we want to throw you down the brow of the hill. Contradiction of sinners. The Bible says he came and he healed them of all their sicknesses and their infirmities. And devils came out. And after that, they say, crucify him. He cares for his disciples. He gives everything for them. And when a small storm arises, they say, carest not thou that we perish. What type of accusation is this? Contradiction of sinners. Sinners are just not consistent, you and I. You say, Lord, I love you. Oh, uh, you are my desire. It's not true. Is that foolish Kweku boy who is your desire? Because you spend all your money, your time, everything valuable to you on that Kweku. Sometimes after preaching, people come and say, Hey, how did you know there was a Kweku in my life? It was the Holy Ghost. It must be the Holy Ghost. Consider him who endured such contradiction. You are paying tithe. Your financial life is not changing. You are doing your best in your marriage and your husband is becoming more neighborlistic. Amen. Nabal is in the Bible and the Bible says he was a fool. I didn't say it. So neighborlistic is another height of foolishness. You know, incidentally, when we had the pastor's wife's conference and women desiring ministry, some people had come from everywhere. So when I was preaching, I said, some of you, you know, you are going through hardships in the house, but you can't really... And people told me that people were sitting in the congregation. Hey, in the conference, people are making their comments. Because they feel that they are married, neighborlistic people. Do you understand? And when we went into our small groups, it was not good. It was not good. But how do you deal with a neighbor? Contradiction. You are doing your best, but you are not getting that out of it. But when you go to the word of God to tell you, that they will be warned by your conversation. And some people too are not warned. You cannot be a Holy Ghost to them. You can just trust God and ask him for strength. Hallelujah. And oftentimes, before things get better, they get worse. Like the children of Israel. As soon as the deliverer came, Pharaoh rather said, now go and look for your own straw. He doubled their burdens and he made it almost look like impossible. So you need an eye of faith to walk. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So when you look at what you are seeing, the neighborlistic thing is high. But turn your eyes and look with the eye of faith. For consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners. Why? So that you do not faint in your minds. The first place where we faint is in our minds. You say, I'm tired. I'm giving up. This gospel does not work. I've asked God for a husband. Uh, can he not see that my sell-by date is going? I, I, I'm not going to follow such things. 
I'm going to my Italy. Amen. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Consider him who endured. Don't leave the church. Consider what the church has been to you in your time of grief. Consider how you have been taught every Tuesday, every Sunday, even when it's not conducive for us. Even when our loved ones pass away, we still come and have Tuesday service. Consider the things that have been done in your life. Consider your wedding that you stood here to have. Consider your baby dedication that you had. Consider that time that you were crying and Bishop Saki put away his lunch to talk to you. Consider. Consider your own investment in this church. You've paid tithe and now foolishly you say you are going. How? Consider. Consider the family that God has given you. Are you going to walk out on everything? That's all that you have known. The love you have found, the family you have found is even greater than your biological family. And then once, when something just goes wrong, you say, I'm out. There's a long-term plan Satan has for you. But consider before you freak out. Amen. Consider the high priest of our calling. And consider him who endured such contradiction. And I trust that he will bring us through. Stand to your feet, please. Shall we pray? Hide me now And
May our high priest go into the Holy of Holies and intercede for us like he's been doing. May the trials and temptations of the high priest give us hope that it's not over, that God is in control, that even in the midst of the ship and the storm, his presence is there. Oh, our high priest who has gone on before us, consider him as you endure contradictions in your faith, contradictions in what you believe, contradictions in his promises. May the Lord bring us through. In Jesus' name, I will be still. as your personal savior you want to say lady reverend please pray for me i want to know this jesus in a personal way i want to go to heaven when i die i want to be sure i'm not sure about it my heart is always beating i'm always unsettled lady reverend i want to give my life to jesus this afternoon if you are like that here this afternoon just lift up your hands your high priest is making intercession for your salvation and your soul Every eye closed and every head bowed. Just lift up your hands and say, Lady Reverend, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want you to pray for me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want my eternity to be spent in hell. You are like that here. Just lift up your hands. God bless you. I see your hands. I believe there are many more. Let them go up. Let them go up. Oh, Father, I pray for these who have lifted their hands, that your power would touch them wherever they may be. Let me ask you to do one more thing. Please come forward. If you have put your hand up, please come forward. Come to Jesus. Come and give your life to him. Come and have a new beginning. Oh, he stands at the door of your heart. after me dear Jesus this afternoon I come to you just as I am please take my life and make me a new person Jesus come in to my life and be the Lord of my life please cleanse me by your blood from all sin thank you for dying for me thank you 
that you, will be, you have been raised from the dead and that I also can receive eternal life thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's book of life in Jesus name Satan I break every power of yours every occultic power every demonic power every demonic influence over my life is broken now in the name of Jesus Christ Christ has set me free I'm free indeed Amen It was great having you today to find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh North Kaneshi or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.